There it is. That is the bell to round number four of fight number five, Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ranchos al hígado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing here with Rick Prado. Of course, Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Just ready to talk about the big uh, fight this past weekend. Woo, wow, is all I could say, man. And I'm sure wow is all the whole world is saying after that, Rick. Boxing mm-hmm. fan or not, I asked before uh, last week's podcast, Rick, I said, will this trilogy, will this fight deliver? Yeah. Oh, and it definitely did. Boy, absolutely did it deliver, man. Drama, action, suspense, right? Mm-hmm. Knockdowns. I mean, we had, what, Fury down twice in the fourth round, Wilder down to the third round, Wilder down in 10 and, and 11. Thrice. So you're talking uh, five knockdowns altogether. Yeah. It's like a Lyle and a Foreman. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm still kind of like in a, in, in a, in a haze, mm-hmm. right? Kind of in euphoria from, from such a great fight. No, yeah, and and I think it was it was the fight boxing needed, where you know fans are talking about it. I think everybody's excited about it. Yeah, see, the thing is, Rick. So you know, boxing, right? If you go back, especially to the fifties and sixties, boxing, believe it or not, right, mm-hmm. um, outdrew baseball. Okay, yeah. and especially when the heavyweights were at it, and when there was a heavyweight championship belt on the line, literally in the United States and even the world, it stopped, Rick. It was that big when the, when two heavyweights were fighting. Um, I mean, the the White House used to get closed circuit TV fed there, Rick. Yeah. Frank Sinatra, by the way, he would get closed circuit TV to his house, and then he would invite celebrities, and they would um, he would charge ten twenty bucks, and then he would donate the money to charity. The heavyweight champion of the world, Rick, back in the day, would actually do world tours. Okay, yeah. even Sonny Liston, who was vilified by the media and, and everybody else. He even did a world tour, okay, um, around around the country, around uh, around Europe, etc. The heavyweight champion, Rick, is the closest thing that you can get to like a superhero, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's why, right? And you could see, and this is why to me, why we love boxing so much. There's nothing like boxing, especially at the heavyweight level. When you get a fight like this, when you talk about other sports, Rick, you know, football, baseball, hockey, whatever. Like let's say football. You only get this intensity in a playoff game or regular season game if it's a close game and it's the last drive of the game. No, yeah. In, in this fight, you, you've got the two uh, best heavyweights in the world fighting against one another. And, you know, I, I think back then, you know, they, they'd move their, you know, they would have moved the baseball game out of there. I think oh, they, yeah. this game was on the same time as the, uh, you know, Dodger playoff game. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And yet you go watch, you know, uh, the fight, right? And you'd be hard-pressed to find one TV with the Dodger game on. Yeah. That's how big it, it is. And that's how big it should be. Like I said, baseball, baseball, you, you're only going to get this sort of drama and suspense maybe the last inning, right? Mm-hmm. Or or getting close to, it has to be the playoffs, right? Yeah. And the game has to be close, right? And then you're talking about it has to be runner on base, the counts three, two, whatever. Heavyweight boxing, right? 
you get that sort of suspense, drama, excitement from the opening bell, Rick, the anticipation, mm-hmm. right? The announcers, right? Calling out the record. And as soon as you hear that bell ring, all of us are like, damn, here we go. Yeah, and this fight was especially intense. You know, there was a lot of buildup to it. Uh, there was even, you know, a little bit of lull. Um, I think they had to redo Wilder's uh, wraps. Um, or gloves weren't fitting right. Yeah. So that was why there was a huge delay. And then finally, you know, you get the two entrances of the two. You yeah. know, both entrances, you know, yeah. exciting, you know, uh, Wilder with this mask. Yeah. And, you know, the, yeah, <laughs> it lights up. And um, even Fury came out with, uh, you know, he had a gypsy come out and dance. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, the buildup was... was and then it led to and by the way the stare down yeah and by the way i think you know the the cost of both of their outfits let's mm-hmm. just say was you know a million and a half yeah okay and it, and when i say that right furies was about 10 bucks okay yeah. that that cheap spartan outfit <laughs> that he had rick i just saw it at the halloween store you know halloween. how halloween stores uh-huh. pop up everywhere during this time right got the abandoned office depots and mm-hmm. sports authorities that closed down, right? I swear you can go over and pick that up, Rick, for 29 bucks. The <laughs> same outfit that Fury had on, man. And, you know, maybe he got it on clearance at the end of last Halloween. Probably. Yeah. Probably. But I'm telling you, man, the difference. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> which, again, which is fine, right? And I think that's kind of his whole thing. It was kind of cheesy, mm-hmm. right? Singing shook me all night long. Sorry about that, Rick, but go ahead. You were saying about the stare down. No, yeah, there, there was an intense stare down. Yeah, you know, it, it uh, right before the fight. Yeah, and um, no, yeah, I was totally fired up to see you know how this fight was going to go. Yeah, you know, you've got the uh, the weigh in. Um, you know, Fury weighs in with his t shirt on. So yeah. you know, there's a little bit of worry. That's you know, right. Going into that, yeah, a little bit of mystery. Um, yeah, you know how how good of a shape did he come in and. You know, why is he wearing a shirt? And yeah. It was basically, yeah, he, he didn't come in shape, as in shape as he did the fight before. He didn't come in shape. Yeah. And Deontay Wilder apparently trained for Mr. Olympia, uh-huh. right? I think somebody forgot to tell him that it was actually a boxing. It was a prize fight, okay? There was not going to be any pose-off, or you certainly were not going to get any points for a pose-off, for a pose-off, Rick. We'll talk about that, of course. So we got a couple segments on this. Way too big yeah. a fight, Rick. Okay, if the world stops when there's a big heavyweight fight, then certainly in our podcast, it's going to be huge to that fight. We're going to break it down, give you our takes. Last week, we talked about strategy, what both fighters had to do. But I think it's clear um, what transpired and what didn't work. You missed it by a round, Rick. You had called a 10-round KO. Mm -hmm. Fight ended in round 11. Uh, I missed the unanimous decision. By a round, I had called the twelve round unanimous decision, which it was heading there. It, it was, it was headed there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, again, we were both right on the money. So we're going to talk about the fight. Here's another thing I want to talk about, Rick. Uh, when we talk about Tyson Fury and his legacy, right? And this may offend certainly a lot of the, um, we'll say the you know the old school, the uh, what do we call it in baseball, the purist, right? The yeah. boxing purist. Okay. Um, I'm going to make a case, Rick, and I'm going to throw it out there that if Fury continues to do what he's doing, and if he beats Usek, right, I've got him in top 10, maybe top five heavyweights all time, Rick. No, oh, yeah, there's a good all case time. to be, yeah, there's a good case for, for that to be made. You know, he, he definitely presents, you know, bad matchups for a lot of fighters. That's the whole thing, yeah. Rick, and we're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about all of the 
vaunted and proverbial, you know, the top 10, right? We'll mm-hmm. go beyond top 10. Yes, okay, Mike Tyson's in there. Yeah. Okay, not excited to include Mike Tyson, but I know if I don't, people are going to question, right, uh, my knowledge on boxing. So, yes, Mike Tyson will be included as well. But uh, sneak peek, yeah, he doesn't beat Tyson Fury. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get into that. We're at round four, Rick, okay? This is going to make you... Pretty happy yeah. because it's got your fighter featured in round four. Since this is round four of fight number five of Pacific Coast Boxing's podcast, here's the good news. It also has got one of my favorite fighters, yeah. guy close to the heart, guy that I saw make his title run to the 154-pound title. However, on this particular day, he was stopped in his first professional loss. Tito Trinidad and Ramon Campas, better known as Yuri Boy Campas. Rick, this was a fourth-round knockout by Felix Tito Trinidad back in 1994 uh, for the IBF World Championship, Rick. Yeah, no, uh, big, big fight, you know, as, as Trinidad seemed to do a lot. Um, or he got knocked down early. Round two. Uh, round two, you know, and he was able to come back and, and knock out uh, Campas in, in the fourth. Yeah, this was a big fight. Um, again, both fighters undefeated, right? Um, I think Trinidad was still heavily favored at the time because mm-hmm. not necessarily a who's who that Ramon Campus, but again, he was able to knock down uh, Felix Trinidad. Unfortunately, I say unfortunately for me, Rick, sorry, but I was yeah. pulling for Campus, go figure. Um, Tito Trinidad took care of business. Um, however, right, we talked about it last week, but uh, a few years later, three years later to be exact, uh, Ramon Yuriba Campos comes back and wins the IBF super welterweight against uh, Marquez. Yeah. No, and, um, you know, it was one of those where Campos is just, um, he wasn't very tall. He's about five, seven and a half. Yeah. You know, fighting at Trinidad, who's, you know, probably about six feet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it uh, you know great fight, great legacy fight. Um, probably just one of those bad matchups. Yeah, well, like, like I said, you know, uh, Boy Campus um, ended his record again. I'm so, don't be surprised if he's still mm-hmm. fighting. His last fight was yeah. in 2018, by the way. No, it's he's, not, he's it's still not got that a long ago. More. Yeah, so he ended up his career. I say ended. I should say he's currently at 107 and 17. Rick, mm-hmm. okay. Um, like I said, the interesting thing is that so after Trinidad beats him in '94, um, this is when he fought three fights in a row at the Olympic Auditorium, which is where we went to go see him. Yeah, my brother Goyo and all of us. So so yeah, so he loses to him, um, and then he made his um, he made his trek back. This is when again the poster that you see there to your right when he beat Heath Todd, but he beat uh, Cassius Clay Horn, Young Dick Tiger. And Heath Todd, all three in a row at the Olympic Auditorium. And then he eventually got his opportunity to fight uh, Raul Marquez for the uh, Super Welterweight Championship in 1997, man. Yeah, no, yeah, that, uh, you know, he's he's had a great career, legend. Well, he's fought everybody, the yeah. thing is. I mean, you name it. I remember I was telling you last week, he fought the Camacho, you know, father and son, right? On consecutive fights. Yeah. Trinidad, um, Fernando Vargas, of course, he lost to Fernando Vargas. Uh, Winky Wright, Obakar, you name it. Mm-hmm. The guy, the guy felt the the guy fought everybody, man. And then, oh, here's a big name too. Yeah, this is how how long he fought. He, yeah, he fought and beat Anthony Basante. Remember Anthony Basante Anthony from the Basante original from the contender. contender? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. Beat him in 2016. 
One of his, yeah, second to the last fight. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's exactly... That's what I'm saying. The guy... I told you, you know, this is years later, right? Um, after he had lost uh, the middleweight title to uh, to Fernando Vargas, I saw him fight in Burbank mm-hmm. uh, at the Hilton um, against Rigoberto Plasencia. Oh, well. Yeah, I never forget his name. He knocked him out. You could look it up. I want to say second or third round he knocked him out. Um it was it was second yeah, round. Yeah. Second round. See, it was second round. Um, because you know who was on that card was um was the trainer, trainer of the stars, Ricky Funes. Okay. The guy who trains yeah. Justin Bieber and stuff out of yeah. uh Goosen. Yeah, he he was on that card. And he lost, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I think that may have been his last fight, but I you know, I think. Yeah. But there you go, Rick. Small world in boxing. That's mm-hmm. why it's fun when you look back at the fights. You know, we were looking the other day, right, at uh, some of the cards that we've attended, and you see Virgil Ortiz Jr., uh-huh. right? 3-0, and 4-0. Oh, and oh. The third fight. Yeah, you know, third the- fight. We're talking to him afterwards like nothing, yeah. right? So crazy stuff. All right, Rick, uh, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to get back. Got to get into the Wilder Fury. Let's talk, let's talk tactical. Let's talk strategy. Okay. What went wrong? What happens next for both fighters? Where do they both go? And Fury's legacy. We'll be right back, folks. Pacific Ghost Boxing. Pacific Ghost Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz back with Rick Prado. Rick, a uh, lot going on in sports right now. Mm-hmm. Dodgers are uh, game three against the Giants. Sometimes folks don't know when we uh, when we do these. It's always on a Monday, folks. Yeah, every single Monday. So if you want to email us, if you want to hit us up and and let us, you know, give us what you would like to hear us talk about, send us something before Monday. Yeah. So there you go. Over the weekend, right after the fights, you know, yeah. probably the best time. Yeah, that's exactly right, especially as it's fresh on your mind. Remember, counterpunch at PacificGhostBoxing.com. You can also go to our website, uh, PacificGhostBoxing.com. Uh, there's a link to email us there as well. Mm-hmm. It'll go directly to our email, so you don't even have to memorize our email address, Rick. Just remember, PacificGhostBoxing.com. Um, so that campus and uh, Trinidad fight. Yeah. It was on the undercard of a bigger fight. Yeah, it was uh, Julio Cesar Chavez's rematch with Meldrick Taylor yeah. for the WBC uh, WBC light welterweight title. Yeah, and at that point, by the way, um, didn't go as well for Meldrick Taylor. No, no. Right? I mean, un- unfortunately, he won that first fight. Yeah. Well, he didn't win the first fight, technically. <laughs> but, yeah, didn't turn out to But, yeah, see, what a card, right? Yeah, no, and then that was, uh, you know, sometimes you miss Don King because he would have a stacked undercard. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think there were times where you had uh, Tyson, Chavez, and Trinidad all on the same card. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, know, give me was, a break. Can yeah. you imagine? You imagine you pay money just to watch one of those mm-hmm. guys. But big week, by the way. I forgot. Um, I, you talk about feeling giddy and excited. We're going to the fights this Friday, Rick. Yeah, no, yeah, I can't wait. You know, it's been it's been a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What was the last time we went? We went to the. Um, was it the Ryan Garcia fight? No, 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 no. no we went to a fight after no. that. Oh yeah, we were at the. Um, it was the one after Ruiz that was at uh, Dignity Sports. It was. Um, well, Ruiz Ariola was it, in it May. Was Figueroa. Yeah, yeah, it was Figueroa yeah. They Brandon fight. Figueroa. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, that was a good fight. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to this one. Though. I like the Honda Center as a venue. 
It's not at the Honda Center. We're uh, at the Pachanga oh, Arena. Oh, okay. I'm thinking about Diego. sorry. Sorry, yeah. I'm way off. We're going okay. to that one though too. But yeah, the Honda Center is yeah. Rosado and, and Munguia. Next sorry month. About that. Yeah, the Sports Arena, San Diego. That's another old school venue, mm-hmm. right? That uh, we, we yeah, we're, you're gonna like that one. Probably good chances the chicken won't be running around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's a good fight. We'll yeah. talk about that. All right, Rick. But we had an amazing fight over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So knockout. 11th round, right, uh, I'll, I'll, using the words of Tyson Fury, a crunching right that finally put Fury down. This fight had everything, Rick. Yeah. Suspense. It had knockdowns. It had us thinking um, that Wilder, well, first of all, right, um, from from the moment the fight started, okay, let's mm-hmm. go Let's go back. Let's go back to the very beginning, Rick, because you talked about the stare down, right? Uh-huh. And I'm not the only one, Rick, that noticed something didn't look right about Wilder. No, I, I think you could see it in his eyes. There was a lot of blinking. There was a lot of, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know if he um, built up energy that he didn't know how to how to release. Yeah, and it, and it, and it wore him down. He just looked like he was in a haze. Yeah, from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And you don't know, right? Some of these things don't come out until afterwards. You don't know if they overtrained. You don't know if something happened during a sparring session. No idea. Yeah. But he did not look the same, no. right? Wasn't even from a like from an external from the you know the energy that he normally has with yeah. the whole bomb squad, right? I don't even know if I heard one. Uh, he did one right at at the end of the weigh-in. Yeah, but but that's it. You that, know, it was kind of. Uh, he was kind of mellow. Very kind subdued, of, yeah, right? Very um, subdued. And he kind of did that. I, I, I think he was trying to play that role about, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a man of action, right? Yeah. I'm just somebody. But that hasn't been his his shtick no. up until this point. No. It, you know, he's, he's usually, you know, being loud, being brash, making making predictions. And uh, this one, he's a little bit more subdued. I think, um, you know, and I think it goes back to, we touched on it last week, yeah. the... Physically, yeah. he'll be ready for this fight. Yeah. But mentally, has he gotten over that loss? You know, and um, you know, I think it turned out that no, he he still was not over over that loss. No, he seemed like he was sedated, Rick. Yeah, seemed like somebody sedated him going into the fight. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's how that's how it looked to me, right? So we talked about last week, right? We talked about what were some of the keys of the fight for both for both fighters. We said from Wilder's perspective to keep it simple. He need to throw he needed to throw the right, right? Early and yeah. often. It's his only shot, right? Yeah. And and to prove we were right. It's the only time that yeah. he had an opportunity. And we talked about Fury needing to do more of the same. Uh jab, smother, use his six nine, two hundred and eighty pound frame, right? Yeah. And so and we talked about what could Malik Scott possibly do to put Wilder in a position uh to have some kind of a competitive advantage. It turns out the adjustments were uh Wilder bulked up. Yeah. Basically, to enter a Mr. Olympia contest, and and everybody knows muscles don't make you a harder puncher. He already has lightning in his right hand, Rick. Yeah, he's no, already got thunder. Yeah, and 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 the way Wilder's built, yeah, um, you know, it's a mistake. He, he, I think he put on seven or eight pounds, yeah. even though it doesn't seem like a lot. Um, you know, it was all kind of weight, like in his chest and his arms, right? You know, right. Um, Wilder's kind of built like a you know really bulked up basketball player. He yeah. has really skinny legs. He looks yeah. like one of those guys in the gym yeah. that only works out upper body and, right. and no legs. That's right. And I think, um, you know, if had he worked out 
you know, I, I don't, I'm not saying he didn't work on his legs. Yeah. You know, maybe his legs are just naturally skinny. Yeah. But he had to have known, and he even talked about it after the fight, that he came in and, uh, you know, his his strategy was to lean on me and, yeah. and, 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 you know, drain my energy and sap my strength. We knew that going ahead. How did That's he not right. know that that was what he yeah. was going to do? It worked yeah, exactly. the last time. It's going to happen again. Right. That's exactly right. It's it's the biggest it, competitive advantage that Fury yeah. has. He's six nine. He's two hundred eighty pounds, and he's gonna have that all the time. Mm-hmm. So to try and to try and fight that right yeah. by com- to try and combat that by saying I'm gonna nullify that by put by packing on all these pounds of muscle yeah. doesn't work that way. It no. just means that you've got to now have the um, the perseverance right um, and to be able to carry that yeah. for twelve rounds, and that's a lot and. His advantage is, you know, I don't think anybody would would disagree. He's the better athlete than Tyson Fury. But he didn't use his athleticism in this fight. No, no, he didn't. He didn't. And so, so yeah, so let's get into the fight. Mm -hmm. As soon as the opening round bell, right, we immediately see a difference, right? Wilder with this really quick kind of low lunging jab to the body. And and circling around the ring. Yeah. So, you know, it was like, oh, man, you know, he might box for a little bit. And we say, here we go, right? Here we go. Malik Scott's, you know, uh, fingerprints all over this, Mm -hmm. right? We're like, whoa, right? Now, I think he only won two rounds, in my opinion. I gave him the first round, although I could have also given it to Fury. But I gave him the first round simply because he seemed like the busier fighter. He seemed like he was landing the cleaner shots, right? Yeah. But again, Rick... I know, you know, was he able to sustain that for 12 rounds? No, because after that, we never saw it again. No, and and, and he was tired. He was like, cut. You know, second or third round, he looked completely uh, winded. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a lot's been made of, um, you know, just his uh, his body language yeah. in the corner. Right. You know, legs are straight out. Yeah. You know, arms just kind of dangling. Yeah. You know, he was slunched over. You know, he looked like a defeated fighter, and we're talking round two, round three. Right. And again, that's what I'm saying, right? Maybe at some point it's going to come out what happened in training camp and and how prepared he was, right? Yeah. Because fighters can't overtrain, by the way. Yeah. They absolutely can overtrain um, because their emotions get the better of them. I'll tell you what, Rick, literally after that first round, as soon as Fury started landing his jab, I mean, the very first jab that he landed— Wilder already looked hurt. Yeah. He looked lethargic. He looked slow. He looked like he was in a fog. Yeah. And the only thing he had was that big right hand, which obviously, you know, he was able to connect in round four when he when he took uh when Fury went to the canvas twice. But something just wasn't right. Again, I think it had to be with how we trained. It had to be putting on all the all the muscles. It just didn't work. You know, no. it's like trying to modify a battleship to be a speedboat, Rick. It's yeah. not going to happen. Let no. a battleship be a battleship, right? Yeah. Guns a blazing, baby. And and he was just kind of stumbling around the ring. His balance was off. The whole thing, uh, he he didn't seem right. You know, no. it, it uh, you know, from the get go, you know, just kind of flopping around the ring. You know, missing wild punches and and just kind of wearing himself out. Um, you know, and and with all that being said, yeah, you know, I actually think in this third fight. Fury was at his yeah. worst. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I I thought it, you know if maybe he didn't bulk up. Yeah, and you know he used the strategy that yeah, we kind of mentioned. You know, 
Just go in there, guns a blazing. Yeah. You know, maybe he gets Fury out of there. Yeah. You know, because this was the the third fight against Fury. Yeah. The worst Fury that we've seen. Yeah. This was his best shot at winning. The fight. Yeah, I, that's a good point because the first fight, right? Fury was coming back from a layoff, right? He mm-hmm. was out of shape, and you know he couldn't get him out, right? Even though Fury still kind of outboxed him. Yeah. Second fight, Fury just came back and looked phenomenal. This one, yeah. you're right. Fury did not look the same. No. He did not. He clearly was not in the same shape. Maybe the COVID impacted him more than people thought. Yeah, and then that could have been it, you know. Uh, but yeah, he definitely wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't in shape, in as shape, good a shape as he was the, the fight before. Yeah, and this whole thing, right? I mean, uh, Wilder's getting a lot of props, right, around the community, boxing mm-hmm. community around the world about, you know, his courage and his heart, yeah. okay? The great Rocky Marciano, Rick. He says that he's talking about boxing. He says you're not in the ring to demonstrate your courage. You're in the you're in there to win the fight. Yeah. And and if you think about that, he's right because here's the thing: nobody questioned Wilder's courage ever, right? No. Just to get in the ring and box, you got to have courage, right? And but it seemed to me like that was part of his objective in this fight was just to show people that he's going to go down on his proverbial shield. Mm -hmm. Mark Breland made a horrible decision. Although I'll tell you what, if Mark Breland doesn't stop the previous fight, maybe Wilder's not even able to fight this fight because he sustained way too much punishment, Rick. Mm -hmm. But back to Rocky Marciano about you're not in the ring to demonstrate your courage. That's not what boxing is about. No. You are there to win the fight. So what is Rocky Marciano saying? That you go in there and you strategize and you prepare to try to nullify what the other fighter's doing and impose your will. Yeah. And and that just didn't happen. And so to me, right, if if I wanted to leave here and say, boy, he had a lot of courage, to me the courage would have been to take a risk and go in there a la Marvin Hagler against Tommy Hearns and yeah. turn this into an absolute war from round one because that's the only shot he had at beating Fury. Yeah, you know, and, and I think they did honestly go in with, with, with a plan. Um, but I think once, um, you know, I think it was it was it Mike Tyson. Everybody yes. has a plan until yeah. they get hit. But, but what was the plan, Rick? What was I, the plan? I, I think it was to box and jab and, him to the body, jab him to the body, outbox you know. him for twelve rounds. But you know, he he really didn't move. And yeah, I just you know, I think it just kind of um, the the only time that ever worked, Rick. The only yeah. time is when Mick had Rocky <laughs> fight uh, right handed. Fight uh-huh. orthodox. And it wasn't until, remember, we kept saying, when is he going to switch? When is he going to switch to lefty, remember? Uh-huh. And I think it wasn't until the what, the 14th or 15th round. Yeah, now. Now, yeah. right. And that barely paid off, by the way. This was not going to work, right? Yeah. If anything, Rick, it's the opposite. You go in there with guns a-blazing, you try and take them out, and if it's not working, then you get on your bike. Yeah. But it's not the other way around. No, and I think he, he reverted for, back for, for Wilder, yeah. anyways. He reverted back to what what, what he knows. You know, I, I think I texted you. Uh, you. You couldn't hear the fight, but Malik Scott told him in the corner. Yeah. You know, you need to wake the f up. Oh no, you know, kidding! And, and, I didn't and, hear that. And it was, yeah. you know, you could see he was like kind of like in a haze, and I don't know if yeah, it, it uh, you know, so something was off. You know, maybe maybe he just can't take that punch like he you know maybe he took too much punishment in the second fight. And you, you know, don't know. Fight, you, you don't know. know. That's the thing. Now, here's the thing, though, right? Regardless mm-hmm. of what strategy Deontay Wilder could have uh, could have planned, right? Mm-hmm. The, whatever the blueprint is, okay? Does he really have the skill set to beat Tyson Fury? 
Okay. Yeah. It, it uh, you know, his biggest weapon is that big right hand. Right. He probably just didn't throw enough of them, and and you know, it. Uh, he he did have Fury down. You know, twice. Yeah. In that fourth round, and yeah. and it, you know, after that second knockdown. You know the uh, the bell rang. Yeah. You know he cut him. Might have been saved by the. Uh... But you never felt that Fury was in trouble, Rick. Yeah, and Fury no. even said, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, remember, Rick, fight number one. Mm-hmm. You know, Fury way out of shape, right? Does the Undertaker and gets up. Yeah. So how, you know, how is he going to end the fight in round four mm-hmm. when Fury's is is in much better shape than that? He's he's he can't knock him out. My point is, Rick, you said the same thing about Hollyfield and Tyson. These guys could fight twenty times. Yeah. And Wilder's not going to beat him. Yeah. He's just not. Okay, unless, okay, maybe I'll say 19 out of 20, unless Wilder eventually says, you know what, screw it. This is fight number 18, mm-hmm. right? I keep losing. I'm just going to go in there and flail away. Yeah. I am just going to unload all nine yards, right? Make it a three-round fight. Make it a three, a la Hagler Hearns. That's, yeah. what he, that's what Hagler did because Hagler knew, right, he's fighting a six-foot-one Tommy Hearns, right? Mm-hmm. He's got the great jab, the right – this is one one fight that Hagler was not going to be able to carry Hearns for 12 rounds. Yeah. Hearns was too good a boxer. People underestimated Hearns' boxing. Hagler knew that, and he said screw it because he knew that Hearns had a suspect chin. Wilder already knows that he has the power to take uh, – to, to send Fury to the canvas. Yeah. But he decided that it's just really weird style. Yeah. Yeah, Jab to the body for one round, and then he was gassed because he was bulked up. Trust me, something's going to come out about yeah. his camp. And then, of course, you had the left hand that I think that was uh, that was broken or injured, they said, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the middle of the fight. But you're going to hear about things like he overtrained, he wasn't ready. You're going to hear something. But here, here's here's the other part of that is uh, in—, in I don't know if we realized this until after the fight. Yeah. But Malik Scott is not a really, you know, this is like his first guy that he's training. What, we, Rick, we talked about that last yeah, week. It's, it's about like, that last week. Yeah. Right. It, uh, but I didn't realize, you know, I think to the extent, like, yeah. um, you know, Wilder needed to bring somebody in. Yeah. You know, not somebody who's brand new. It's too yeah. big of a fight to, to, yeah. to take a gamble on somebody. You need to bring in a guy uh, who you know knows what they're doing you know i don't know uh, you know a rick, freddie roach uh you know somebody you rick, know somebody to bring I, it out i think they could have tag team and had the reynoso brothers yeah freddie roach robert garcia okay uh-huh. they could have had a who's who in that corner and it wouldn't have mattered yeah. based on how wilder physically looked well see that's what i'm saying is is maybe Malik okay. Scott trained him to death. That, you know? that, that's my point. Yeah. Now, if they get him with, you know, hey, we got to fight in eight weeks, yeah. okay, here's what we think. And it's interesting, right, because, like, from a business perspective, right, when you have a problem, you usually look at multiple solutions, right, mm-hmm. whatever the issue is. And then usually you look about, what, two to three viable solutions, and then you pick the best one, right? Yeah. And, you know, in the boxing world, right, why not open that up? And brainstorm and borrow the brilliance and say, hey, Freddie Roach, what's your opinion? Yeah. How do you think I can beat this guy? Hey, Robert Garcia. Hey, Reynoso Brothers. You just start reaching across all the great training, even if you got to pay him, mm-hmm. and say, what do you guys think? How would you train Wilder? Right. Yeah. And yeah. when you get maybe two to three trainers, Rick, that start to kind of say the same thing, then you start to say, hey, you know what? They're onto something. Yeah. And, right. And, and I think, you know, now that, uh, you know, I think Freary, had the perfect trainer, you know. He has, uh, you know, the understudy from Emmanuel Stewart. That's exactly who took, right. You know, the Klitschko's. Sugar you know, Hill. Each, yeah, you know, he took 
each of the Klitschko's to the title. Yeah. He took Lennox Lewis. Yeah. You know, so yeah. he, he knows his heavyweight, you know, how to train a heavyweight. Exactly. You know, especially a big heavyweight. Yep. You know, so there had to be somebody else out there yeah. that they could have gotten. And remember, he switched. I told you we were talking yeah. about it last week. I think he was Ben Davidson, and mm-hmm. then he switched right before the second uh, um, Wilder fight. Yeah. Right. Uh, Kellerman was saying because he wanted to appeal more to television. Say what you want. He did it because he wanted to be more aggressive because yeah. Fury was more of a boxer, more of a rat tat tat. And Sugar Hill really taught him more how to be more of a boxer type puncher yeah. and really utilize his six nine frame, 288 pounds as an advantage. Um, speaking of Fury, Rick, let's take a quick break and then let's come back. I want to talk about Fury. We'll talk a little bit legacy. We'll talk a little bit about, you know, where do both fighters go from here, right? And finish talking about the fight itself and how it ended. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back continuing the discussion in the Wilder Fury fight. Um, so getting back into the fight, Rick, again. So first round, Wilder comes out, s- tries to establish that mm-hmm. uh, that that kind of that leaning jab to the body, which was very effective, by the way. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was. It was yeah. working. He was actually backing Wilder up, uh, well, backing Fury up. And, and I think that was the only round where it was kind of clearly yeah. wi- a Wilder round. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I gave him that round. Um, I only gave him two rounds. Like I mm-hmm. said, I only gave him round one and four. Um most of the judges agreed with what we had. Yeah. One ju- one crazy judge gave Wilder round nine, <laughs> which I have no idea how. Yeah. Um, but so then you got the knockdown, right? And when he knocks down uh, Wilder in round three, including myself, Rick, I'm thinking this fight's over. Yeah. Right? I'm yeah. thinking it's, you know, next round, Fury's going to land a few more punches. And, mm-hmm. you know, last time the fight went seven, and this time it'll be over within five. Yeah, but, but yeah, you know, like you know, I think like you said, you know, when when somebody's injured and they're cornered, mm-hmm. they're the most dangerous. It's like a caged animal, yeah. right? That's right, a, an animal so, in the corner with a wing. You know, uh-huh. that's exactly right, and that's that's pretty much what happened. That's exactly right, man. And that's what, by the way, that's what made this fight mm-hmm. so much suspense. You're on the edge of your seat. You're like, you're thinking, okay, it's a matter of time before yeah. Fury ends it. But damn. Wilder still has that right <laughs> hand. That's what made the fight so damn, um, you know, the the the, the drama. Right? Mm-hmm. It was um, it was tense. Right? Yeah. Very intense, I should say. Just kind of like watching it. It's like man. It's like it's almost like in basketball. You know, at the end of the game where you know it comes down to one to a one possession game. Mm-hmm. It reminded me when I was watching. You know, back in the days watching the Lakers, whether it was uh, Magic or Kobe Bryant or whatever. That same feeling, like, dang yeah. it, you know, somebody take a good shot. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. Right? And, and, you know, and I'll be honest with you, right, I wasn't pulling for either guy. You know, there's a part of me that wanted to see Wilder land another right hand, uh-huh. and then there's a part of me that I like the Gypsy King. I'm like, finish it already, right? Yeah. But it was that much of a toss-up. So I thought Fury kind of laxed a bit in round four, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't do the same thing. He kind of stopped jabbing, and he was careless. Yeah. Clearly, he was careless as he was coming in, and Wilder caught him with a really nice counter punch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was it, right? He gets up, no big deal. Okay, now we have a new fight. Yeah, right. And, and I think from you know from there, Fury said, "Okay, no more messing around. Yeah, you know, I'm going to stick to my plan." And, That's exactly and, right. And, and keep doing what I'm doing, and eventually, you know, 
I'll get him out of there. And which he did, like yeah. I said, after that, after round four, uh, five through 11, I, I have every round for Fury. Yeah. Because you're exactly right. Uh, you know, every once in a while, right, uh, uh, they, he landed a good uppercut. I got to get my nose to see what round he landed the uppercut in. But other than that, it was it was all age. Uh, it was all um, Tyson it was Fury. all Tyson Fury. Yeah. He stuck to his plan. He didn't get careless, right? And now, as to how the fight ended, Rick, that fight could have been stopped two to three rounds earlier, man. No, yeah, and and, and I thought it could have been had the other fight not gone the way it did. Yeah. Maybe this fight had stopped in the tenth. Yeah, you know, after the knockdown, you know, he was hurt pretty badly. Um, but, um, you know, he made such a, you know, uproar. He fired everybody because, you know, they stopped the fight. Yeah. So I don't think there was any way this referee was going to stop that fight at that point. Yeah. You know, and, and, he, he yeah. went down face down in the 11th. You know, there's no disputing of. No, he was know, out before yeah. he was, before he was out. And yeah, yeah, it was the 10th round where, you know, big round by Fury, but Wilder, Wilder came back. Landed a good uppercut. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the round that the one judge gave him the round, I guess because of the big uppercut. But, yeah, the way it ended was like, okay, nobody could disagree that yeah. it was time to end the fight. Even Wilder in his camp couldn't couldn't complain. No. Uh, but, again, right, when you know Rocky Marciano says, you're not in the ring to demonstrate your courage, he didn't win mm-hmm. his courage. To me, he already had courage. Yeah. You're in there fighting a, a, a 6'9 monster who can box and who has hand speed. You don't have to prove to us that you're courageous. Yeah. Um, and then that was it. But yeah, I felt Rick. And here's the thing, man. He took a lot of punishment. No, he did. You know, I, I think. Um, and and maybe this fight came down to all the punishment that he took in the fight before. You know, it just. Uh, and I think mentally, just Wilder, you know, wasn't there. I, I don't think yeah. he believed that he was going to win this fight. He took the fight because he kind of had to. But, um, you know, Wilder's used to being the bully, and and he can't yeah. do that with Tyson Fury. No, he can't. He, this is not an Ortiz he's fighting. Mm-hmm. This is not. Um, yeah, I mean, this is again. We're we're going to talk about that here as yeah. far as what I think and you know about um, Tyson Fury. But no, it, it's not a Dominique Brazil. Yeah. It's not a Bermain Stavern. It's not a Gerald Washington. It's not a Chris Ariola. An Artel no. Spilska. This is world class, and the guy just has his number. Yeah. Um, I didn't like after the fight. Of course, Fury tries to go over. Um, and show sportsmanship mm-hmm. and Fury, nothing to do with it. In fact, he left the arena. I don't even think we've heard from Fury. Uh, well, from Wilder. From Wilder, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but no, yeah, he did come off as, uh, you know, I think there were articles, you know, calling him a sore loser. Yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't shake his hand. Uh, he even worded, you know, I don't know. He won't shake his hand. I, I don't respect you. Right. Um, you know, and I think there's a lot of, uh, uh, I, I don't even think it's hatred. I, I think Wilder is having a real tough time accepting that there's somebody that can beat him. Yeah, the ego's the ego's getting yeah. in the way. And at some point, by the way, um, to me, it, mm. it, it diminishes who he is because, again, he comes across as a very good person, right? Yeah. And if he wants to be that role model, then as a role model, you accept you don't accept defeat, right? But but you at least acknowledge that you were beat by a good fighter. And and even after the fight, you know, I, I think even uh, you know Fury said, "Look, yeah. we're the two best heavyweights in the world." Yeah, you know, you know, saying he's the he's number one. Yeah, he's number two, and you know, I don't know if there's anybody else that can beat Wilder. You know, we'll get into it in a little bit. Yeah, well, let's 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 talk yeah. about that, right? So so where does Wilder go from here? He's 35 years mm-hmm. old, Rick. Yeah, certainly not a spring chicken, right? Mm-hmm. But to Wild to Fury's point, 
all right, which is what you just said. I agree with him. I yeah. think he is the second best heavyweight. His trainer Malik Scott today comes out and says, "Look, we're we're not. He's not looking to retire. Yeah, he still wants to continue, but he only wants to fight in big fights, big fights, fights that are major events. Yeah, okay. And he is an event, all mm-hmm. all in himself. But when you look at the the heavyweight field, Rick, okay, who who is really there that Wilder would fight that would be considered a big event? There's only a few fighters. Yeah, and and, and two names stick out to me. You know, I think um, Anthony Joshua. You know, if, if he loses that yeah. Usyk fight, yeah, I think it's a given. You know, you've you've got, yeah, um, you know, the fight everybody was looking forward to when they were both undefeated. Yeah, now you've got them both after you know two losses, three losses each. That's right. You know, they, they, that's the fight I think. Wilder needs to build to, yeah. and if and if building to get to that Anthony Joshua fight is an Andy Ruiz, you know, those are really the only two names that I I would get excited about. Yeah, I would agree because again, right when you take a look at the heavyweight field, right mm-hmm. when you look beyond that, okay, you start talking about you know Joe Joyce, Louis Ortiz, been there and done that, right? Uh, Robert Hellenius, yeah, who was on the card and beat uh, Konaski, right? Yeah. A- Adam Konaski. Um, I'm not convinced that uh, that Robert Herlinius is the real deal, Rick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, he looked impressive, but he looked impressive against Adam Konaki. But that's another guy. You know, he's 37 on his way right. out. You know, right. It, it, no, he's not gonna. Yeah. He's not gonna pose a challenge. Don't even talk to me about Charles Martin, who's no, now ranked on. number two in the IBF. Joseph Parker. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, Frank Sanchez, right? Who fought on the undercard, uh-huh. right? Uh, he beats, and what really turned out to be. Um, kind of an odd fight in itself, by the way, right? But he's the Cuban fighter that beat uh, F.A. Ajagba, right? Yeah. yeah, Frank Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. M- maybe a Frank Sanchez, right? Yeah. Maybe a Frank Sanchez. But, but, but it really doesn't have the name where you're like, hey, you know. It's... As far as an event, yeah. as far as an event, to mm-hmm. Malik Scott and to what you're in, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's AJ or Andy Ruiz. Yeah, and, and those are the only two. Um, you know, I don't even think uh, – you know, Usyk maybe makes for a good fight. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you know, there's a good chance Usyk wins again, and you know he's going to fight Tyson Fury, and who knows if there's two or three fights in that series. Yeah. Here's the problem, though, right? For uh, here's the issue mm-hmm. that that uh, Deontay Wilder has is that no matter what, Fury's still going to be there and be the champion. Yeah. And we all know he can't beat him. Mm-hmm. So the best he can do is clean out the rest of the division because nobody wants to see a Fury Wilder four, no. at least not right now. Yeah. Right. They were asking about it. It 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 reminded me of Apollo Creed after the first fight when he said, "Ain't gonna be no rematch." <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. And then they ended up fighting again. Yeah. But I, I just don't see it. Yeah. I don't. I don't see a need for it. I think we know how the story ends. The only shot is okay, based on what we talked about earlier. If he gets, you know, the Reynoso brothers, Roach, somebody, yeah, and says, "Here's what we're gonna do," you know, right? mm-hmm. even Goosen. Who's well, turned Chris Ariel around? And and I even think uh, you know and yeah we probably should have brought up Goosen's name earlier. You know Goosen yeah. would be a good one. Yeah. You know, to, to to bring in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Deontay Wilder has to win four five yeah. fights. Yeah. You know to get back into the conversation and say, you know, and and, and clean out the rest of these top guys. Yeah. And then we say, you know what? Maybe it's time for a rematch. You yeah, know, I, it, I I agree. Yeah, but I agree. He, but he has to win four or five fights. Get back there, you know. Joshua should be in the mix as one of those fights because that was the fight everyone was talking about. And um, you know, I, I still think Deontay Wilder is favored in that fight. Yeah, I think yeah. If you look at the crystal ball, right? Unfortunately, um, Anthony Joshua has to fight Usyk. Yeah. Right. 
mm-hmm. we don't want that fight as a boxing fans, but it is what it is. They're contractually obligated. And by the way, he's already, you know, he's hit the button. He's invoked it. Yeah, yeah he's, he's already in. So here's what will play out, what would be ideal based on what you said. And you're right. So Joshua Usyk, Usyk beats him again. Mm-hmm. Right, maybe this time in more convincing fashion. Right, yeah. Usyk then has to fight Fury, so we finally have that true unified heavyweight champion of the mm-hmm. world. In the meantime, like you said, right, Deontay Wilder fights Anthony Joshua. Yeah. He knocks him out. Right, but here's the thing, Rick. He fights Anthony Joshua with a new trainer. Yeah, he fights him. Yeah, with the Goosen, a Roach, uh, a Garcia, Reynoso brothers, somebody out there. Mm-hmm. Right, um, he knocks out Joshua. He knocks out Andy Ruiz. I think four fights is too much. I'm talking about maybe three, okay? Yeah. And then maybe, you know, go ahead and throw in uh, a Joe Joyce, you know, mm-hmm. or a Robert Hillenius. Just yeah. because. You know, just, yeah, just because. Knock. So three knockouts, devastating fashion, right? The bronze bomber, bomb squad is back, right? Yeah. He's now fighting. He looks like an athlete, peak physical condition. He's still like not. 37, maybe pushing 37, mm-hmm. then we see Wilder Fury 4. Yeah. Yeah, and it might be the only, yeah. Um, who else? Uh, and, we, we had the Pacquiao um, Marquez, mm-hmm. you know, trilogy. Marquez didn't win any of the th- first three fights. Right. You know, uh, right. Well, you know uh, record-wise. Record-wise, yeah. You know, but, um, you know, there was there was a fourth one. Yeah, and, and I think that, and in the meantime, of course, you know, Tyson Fury has to beat Usyk. Yeah. Right? Tyson Fury then, because these guys got to be well, allowed to take a victory lap. And, well, un- unfortunately, I'm already hearing yeah. Tyson Fury, Dillian White yeah. is the next fight. And that's fine. He'll yeah. beat Dillian yeah. White. He will. He'll, he'll beat Dillian White. And then after Dillian White, you know, l- let him do a victory lap, mm-hmm. right? Let let him fight some obscure heavyweight, right, just to enjoy having the title. It's the same thing I want Usyk to do. Yeah. Let, let these guys deserve a victory lap, Rick. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Muhammad Ali did it all the time. Right, he'd win the title, and then he'd fight like three or four nobodies everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, so there you have it. So well, that, that Rocky had those ten guys handpicked. That's exactly yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. That's what they do. So <laughs> you know, somehow Usyk wins the fight, and then you got to fight him again. Yeah. Fight him until he's able to beat you and figure you out. Um, so that's what we think about Wilder Fury. I think it's easier, like you said. You just said he may have to fight Dillian White, mm-hmm. but ultimately we want him to fight the winner of Joshua Usyk too. Yeah, pretty simple. No, yeah, it, it, the 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 goal is maybe even have that Usyk Joshua fight. Yeah, you know, by the end of twenty twenty two, it has you know, to twice. It has know. to. Yeah, maybe there's a June fight. Maybe there's a yeah. fight. You know, November December. But by by the end of twenty twenty two, yeah, there should have been at least uh, two unification heavyweight titles. Yeah, fights. yeah, because the AJ and Usyk rematch that's mm-hmm. gonna you would hope that's gonna be sometime first quarter twenty twenty two. Yeah, right. You would hope. That, that's yeah. going to be the big fight. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Fury fights. Um, who do we talk about? Dillian White, you said? Uh-huh. Same thing. Sometime in the first quarter, right? And then, yeah, like you said, big fight, maybe June, and mm-hmm. then maybe the second one toward the end of the year. Speaking of Tyson Fury, Rick, let's take another quick break. I want to talk about what I mentioned in the opening segment. Tyson Fury is now in my opinion, in the top 10 discussion, top 10 heavyweights all time, Rick, Mm -hmm. maybe even top five. Yeah. We'll be right back. Let's talk about that. (laughs) 
Rooms. If it goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. So, Rick, anytime you know you try to compare, I don't care what it is, whether it's you know baseball, football, from one era to another, right? Um, there's always the question about, uh, you know, the game was different back then, mm-hmm. right? Baseball, of course, back in the day, there wasn't a lot of relievers, right? There was one starter. Um, golf, even, you'll talk about the equipment was different, right? Yeah. Football, the rules were different. You can't even touch a quarterback nowadays, by the no. way, Rick. Okay. Yeah, this weekend I was I watched a few games. Like, you get within 10 feet of a quarterback and it's roughing the passer. Mm-hmm. Boxing, of course, right? They no longer fight 15 rounds. Gloves were different. Training was different. Everything's different. That being said, okay, um, you're always going to have, whether it's the pound-for-pound pound discussion or who is who are the greatest fighters of all time, the heavyweight division, of course, is really the premier division in yeah. boxing. It just is what it is, okay? So I think, right, based on what Tyson Fury has done and how dominating he's been— that I think he has to be in the discussion, Rick, when we're talking about, especially, by the way, and I'm talking where he's at right now. Yeah. Okay? I, right now I can have that discussion and say he's top 10. If, if he goes on to beat Usek, right, Yeah. and then beats Anthony Joshua, because you never know. We didn't talk about that, but they can fight simply because it's still going to be a big fight. Yeah. People still would like to see that fight. You get an English fighter against another English fighter. That's exactly yeah. right. They would still want to see that fight. So if he goes out, right— uh, with with the donut, as far as losses go, then what I'm about to say is just like not even a question. But even at this point, Rick, I'll throw out the heavyweight names that are typically discussed when we're talking about the top heavyweights of all time. Okay, so you got Muhammad Ali, uh, Larry Holmes. You know, that's how I conveniently yeah. put Larry Holmes second, right? Of course, that's yeah. that's my that's my favorite heavyweight. There'll be a trivia question at some point. Yeah. So you got Muhammad Ali, Larry Holmes, Joe Lewis. Sonny Liston, George Foreman, Lennox Lewis, both of the Klitschko brothers, Rocky Marciano, Jack Johnson, Mike Tyson, Joe Fraser. You can throw in Jack Dempsey as well, yeah. but the old old school guys are, are a little bit tougher simply because heavyweights back then like Marciano was you know, 5'10", 185 pounds. So here's the thing, Rick. When you look at those fighters, right, and I was thinking about this over the weekend, flying back from Seattle, I thought to myself— who in those fights, who would be favored, right, to beat Tyson Fury? Mm-hmm. And we're talking prime versus prime, right? Yeah. So when I'm talking about Muhammad Ali, I'm not talking about the uh, the, the the Leon Spinks version, yeah. right? Or the Larry, the you know, when he fought Larry Holmes. I don't, when I'm talking about Larry Holmes, I'm not talking about when he got knocked against mm-hmm. Mike Tyson. I'm talking about the pre-Vietnam War Muhammad Ali, yeah. right? I'm talking about, you know, Larry Holmes in his prime, et cetera. And... When I look at that list, Rick, there's really only four fighters, five, mm-hmm. that I would say, geez, I would have to take a really close look and figure out, and I think it would be competitive. And yeah. that would be Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. George Foreman, Lennox Lewis, and the Klitschko brothers. Yeah, no, I, I think, um, you know, when you're talking a recipe to, to, to beat Tyson Fury, um, you know, definitely, you know, on the taller side, yeah. you know, um, He's a freak. Big, 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 big punchers. Yeah. You know, Muhammad Ali, not a huge, huge puncher, but very slick boxer. Would yep. be able to outbox. Yeah. Um, and and you have, you've got to have somebody that's that that's smart, tactical. Yeah. You know, is able to, um, you know, find his way in and and connect with uh, you know some punches. Yeah, I'll tell you the one thing that Ali would not be able to do. Right, yeah. all of the gamesmanship. Mm-hmm. Right, and the pre-game, the pre-fight psychological warfare. 
that Ali would wage against his opponent, that yeah. wouldn't work against the Gypsy King. Yeah, no, the Gypsy King is, is right. Is, yeah. yeah, top level. It worked against Frazier. Yeah. It worked against Sonny Liston. It worked against almost every opponent that mm-hmm. Ali faced. See, that would not work. And believe it or not, that's a factor. Yeah, that's a factor in that fight because it would be the other way around. Yeah. Ali would think that that the Gypsy King was a nut. So, yeah. you look at again some of the other guys, right? I hate to say it because he's my favorite heavyweight of all time, Larry Holmes, the Eastern Assassin. Um, great jab. Maybe again, I, I almost put him in the list to beat Tyson Fury, but I'd have to go with with Tyson Fury. Um, the great Joe Lewis, just not big enough. Yeah, no. very good boxer, yeah. good power, just not big enough. Sonny Liston, same thing. By the way, Sonny Liston, mm-hmm. uh, probably my second favorite heavyweight behind Larry Holmes. Um, he's built kind of like a tank. Yeah. So you can put Sonny Liston, Mike Tyson, and Joe Fraser really in that same bucket. Mm-hmm. If I were if I were to affinitize these fighters into a bucket, those three fit in the same one. They're kind of like those six foot, in your face, mm-hmm. right? Big punchers, but a tall guy like Fury, he beats them. Yeah, and that that's for Sonny Liston, Mike Tyson, and Joe Frazier. I only put Mar- Rocky Marciano in there because he's undefeated, yeah. forty nine to zero. But Rick 5'10", 185 yeah, no. pounds, not going to work. Yeah, right. That's just not going to happen. Jack Johnson, that's going way back. Mm-hmm. I would even give Jack Johnson a better shot than Mike Tyson or Joe Frazier. Yeah. So then, like we said, the only ones Ali float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Mm-hmm. Be he could possibly you know outbox him. Yeah. Right. George Foreman, big George Foreman. Simply because of the size and the big punch, right? Yeah. No, no. It, it would, uh, you know, and I think to beat Fury too, you, you've, you've got to have a pretty good chin, you know, and I think, you know, George Foreman, you know, had had a pretty good chin, except for when, you know, mentally he lost that fight to, to Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. You know, but other than that, you know, I think I, I, I like George Foreman. Yeah, and I Ali like wore him down. Yeah. Um, you know, I like Lennox Lewis. The only thing that bothers me, you know what? I think Lennox Lewis loses the first one but wins the second one. <laughs> See, the thing about yeah, the thing about Lennox Lewis though, right, is he can box. Yeah, no, he can he, box. he can box, right? And I think that I and I'll tell you what, by the way, I, you know, they haven't asked him, but I bet Lennox Lewis is looking his chops saying, Damn, I wish I can go back oh, no, ten I, years. Oh, could you imagine and yeah, fight I this think, guy? If we ever bump into him, if we ask him, yeah. like in his yeah. prime, yeah. You know, oh, he would tell us, you know, first thing he would tell us was yeah. pick up. Right. And yeah. then after that, yeah. tell us about how he would beat Tyson. Perry. That's exactly right. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I have him listed, right? Again, we know that styles make fights, yeah. but that's what the boxing game is about. It just is what it is. No, I, I honestly, I, of all of these guys, of all of the ones that I have listed here, Rick, mm-hmm. Ollie, Foreman, Lewis, and the Klitschko brothers, I have Lewis. Like if you had to say, hey, send one of those guys in. Yeah, you know, like softball, baseball. You got a big, big at bat coming up, and you look at your bench. Uh-huh. If those guys were on my bench, I probably send Lewis out there first. Yeah, yeah. Then I send Ali. Yeah, that's the second guy I send out there. And then honestly, you know, yes, uh, uh, he did beat you know Vladimir Klitschko, but that was a faded Klitschko. Yeah, we're, a faded Klitschko we're talking yeah. about prime versus uh-huh. prime. Prime versus prime. I think Vitaly or Vladimir would have a mm-hmm. um, would have a shot. Yeah. See, and the thing is, right, when folks are saying, well, geez, you know, what about Deontay Wilder? Deontay Wilder gets beat by a lot of these guys. No, yeah, okay? and, and I think, um, you know, the one thing about Lewis, Lewis and, and the Klitschkos, they had Emmanuel Stewart. Yeah, you know, so they yeah had, that's, a, that's you know, a really good point. He, he was that's able really to give point. them a game plan yeah. and for them to execute it. Right. Um, you know, the other guy that's not in the top 10 heavyweight, yeah. which I think would make it for an interesting fight, yeah. Riddick Bowe. 
Yeah, yeah that, but you see, know, but yeah. I think the matchup, you know, right. I think, you know, but right. Bo probably didn't have the the resume, right? But his size, his power, a motivated Riddick, yeah, Bo. a motivated Riddick, a Bo. Mo- an, see, that's the problem with him, in shape Riddick, Bo. right? That's the problem when is, we say is, prime. Is all of the fighters that we just named here, that's why these guys yeah. are in the top 10 or top 15, mm-hmm. is that they were motivated and ready to fight the majority of their career. Yeah. Bo was very selective yeah. as to when he decided to do that. But you're right. If Bo was decided, uh-huh. but that doesn't got, I could say the same thing about Buster Douglas. No, well, yeah. But um, I, I thought, you know, the size, the punching power, you know, the, the, the yeah. chin, um, you know, Riddick Bo in his prime would give Tyson Fury a. Uh, Hell of a time. Yeah, yeah. If it yeah. was the the same Riddick Bow that beat Hollyfield. Yeah. Okay, for their first fight. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I I totally agree with you. But again, right? We we know that that Bow may not be motivated and ready. No. So when we talk about the great heavyweights of all time, right? So we're already talking. Okay, based on the list, Fury's on the list. Yeah. No, I I, I think so. Fury's on the list because I'm telling you, prime versus prime. Mm-hmm. Joe Fraser beats him. Tyson. Beats him. Marciano, yeah, n- n- not going to happen. Yeah. Sonny Liston beats him. Joe Lewis beats him. Larry Holmes, be a tough fight, be a really tough fight. Yeah. But he would beat him simply because of his size. It's only a few. Yeah, no, these 6'9 and 270 is, is tough to beat. And he can yeah. box yeah. and he can move. Mm-hmm. There you go, Rick. Wow. All right, folks. Um, a lot of Wilder and Fury. We knew it was going to be this way, Rick. Yeah. It was that big of a fight. Again, if if a heavyweight championship fight could stop the world, then certainly it was going to dominate our podcast. We're going to come right back and talk stat of the week, Rick. And then we will close the show. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Don't forget, PacificCoastBoxing.com. Dang, Rick, one hour in the books, just yeah. like that. And, we, and honestly, we could go on another, you know, all night. No, it was a great fight, you know. And I Talking think about a, that. A lot of people saying, you know, fight of the year, you know, probably. Yeah, I mean, when you yeah. think about, you know what, uh, we're going to have to think the, about. The relevance of yeah. the fight. You know, you got heavyweight title, yeah. you know, in. yeah. You know, it's not a mid-card ESPN fight that That's we're right. talking. We're talking That's right. you know, heavyweight championship of the world. No, you're exactly right. There's this, there's significance to it. Yeah, it's it's the premier division. It delivered had drama, had action. Yeah. Um, we're on our seats. I mean, it was that it was that tense, right? Yeah. There, there was nervousness. I mean, it was like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, you never know. Mm-hmm. Wilder was like he's like the cobra, ready to strike at any moment. Does does he have anything left? Um. Absolutely incredible. All right, Rick, stat of the week. Everybody's – oh, and by the way, yeah, your lock of the week work, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Jared Anderson won and yeah. uh, Berlanga won. Uh, Berlanga, you know, went to a decision, yeah. and Berlanga was down in the ninth round. Yeah. Um, but uh, won the uh, unanimous decision, also tore his bicep in the third round. Yeah, which fighting. is a factor. And we'll talk yeah. – we'll, we'll catch up on all yeah. those fights uh, – Next week. We didn't get a chance to catch up on all that, but too big a fight not to. But yeah, what do no. we got, Rick, for the stat of the week? So I wanted to keep it, you know, with the heavyweight championship, but uh, the most lineal world heavyweight championship wins. Yes. And um, it's with three, you know, I think because they reference uh, Tyson Fury. You yeah. Know, that he's the the lineal heavyweight championship at this point right yeah. now. Yeah, and lineal, by, by uh-huh. the way, um, I think it was Bret Hart, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to be the man, 
You got to beat the man. Yeah. Wasn't that his deal? It might have been Ric Flair. Oh, it was Ric yeah, Flair? Yeah, it was Ric Flair. What, 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 was, what was Bret Hart's deal then? Uh, the best there is, the best there was, the best oh, there ever Oh, okay. Okay, that's yeah. right. That's right. I thought I thought he used to say, if you want to be the man, you got to beat yeah, the no, man. Yeah, no, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Ric Flair. That was Ric yeah. Flair. 13 time. Yeah. See, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, one time, Rick, they uh-huh. said 13 time because then somebody uh-huh. said, that just means you're a 13 time loser. Yeah. Right? Um, but lineal champion basically means you beat the man who beat the man who beat the man, mm-hmm. right? There, there, there's a line to the champion. Um, I know who this one is, Rick, because yeah. some people question his loss to Leon Spinks. Uh-huh. Some people say that he, you know, purposely came in not prepared, undertrained, so that he could be the first uh, fighter to do that three times, and that, of course, was Muhammad Ali. Yeah. So yeah, he, he's uh, yeah the three-time lineal heavyweight champion. Yeah, uh, Muhammad Ali. The first time he won it was in '64 against Sonny Liston. Yep. '74 against George Foreman. Yes. And then '78 against Leon Spinks. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that you know uh, even the '74 version, but by the time he beat Leon Spinks mm-hmm. again, that was just a, a shadow of who the great Muhammad Ali yeah. really was. Um, we'll have to talk next week. Um, I finished a book on Sonny Liston. Pretty good book. Yeah. Not pretty good book. Amazing book. It goes into that, by the way, because uh, he he stopped uh, on his stool, and then the second fight, he knocked out Liston in round one. That's that famous picture that you see of Ali over Liston. Yeah. yeah that fight was garbage. <laughs> fight was absolute garbage. What wasn't garbage, Rick, was the heavyweight championship fight that we saw over the weekend. And this amazing podcast, breaking it all down. Again, um, we'll probably still go on next week. I'm waiting to hear Wilder. Yeah. You know, it's a matter of time, Rick. Well, the excuses are going to be flowing, but, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, we got to hear from him. Yeah, it is It is a matter of time before we start hearing what happened, how he overtrained, how he wasn't ready, how... Just own it. Wouldn't it be nice, yeah. Rick, if he just came out and said, you know what? I lost to the better man. We tried this strategy. It didn't work. Yeah. Right? And at some point, I'm telling you, Rick, I would do it for free. I would consult him and say, hey, listen, in the business world... Here's what we do, mm-hmm. right? We take a look at two to three solutions. We see which one is the more viable, and then we go with the more viable one. Yeah. You do what, however you want to do it. You put together a prioritization matrix. There's a number of ways to make the best decision, but that's what you do, and you get external consultants, Rick, like great trainers to help you make that decision. But you don't go in there with family and friends. Nothing against Malik Scott. I don't know. We yeah. don't know everything that they talked about and how they trained. Mm-hmm. We know this. He got knocked out by a top 10 heavyweight of all time in Tyson Fury, Rick. And I, and I think even by next show, we, we need to start looking into where did he train? Yeah. You know, it, it uh, you know, was he training like at a gym, like next to his house? You know, yeah. maybe he's got to get uncomfortable to do better in these fights. Yeah. You, you, you don't know. Yeah. You, you, you don't know, man. All right, Rick, more to follow. Again, we'll have a lot of stuff coming up. Hopefully this week that comes out. We'll be at the fights on Friday. Yeah, we'll see everybody out there. Yeah, we'll put some stuff out on Instagram. So if you guys are planning to to head out there, we'll have some shirts. We'll have some sweatshirts. You don't get one for nothing. There's going to be trivia. Yeah. As always, you got to know certain stuff about the podcast, which means that you are listening to the show. That'll do it for round number four. I'll see you next week, Rick. See you next week. <laughs>